Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermon from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And then again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Well, welcome back to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth with Pastor Stephen. And uh, we are reviewing his, or talking about, discussing his sermon from Sunday. And it's out of Romans chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. And it's titled, When Their Loss Led to Our Gain. So I'm just going to ask you that right off the bat, Pastor Stephen, like, what, what does that title mean? Yeah, their like, loss, uh, in, you know, kind of a play, yeah. play on words. Their loss, talking about the Jews. The Jews rejected Christ. And, uh, you know, um, as well, I don't I don't want to say I need to be careful because it's like I said in the sermon, it's not it's not like God said, OK, hey, since the Jews didn't receive this, I'll go ahead and take it to the Gentiles. Even if he said that it was part of his plan all yeah, along. Yeah. I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, hey, man, you know, the gospel is available to all who believe, you know, the very the very ones who should have who should have gained from it because of the lineage that Christ came through are the very ones that rejected it. And then, um, and then, and then Paul's like, all right, yeah, well, let's go ahead and take it to the Gentiles. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a lot of why questions today as we go through this. So go ahead and buckle up for my why yeah, questions. I got three kids. I'm used to that. There you go. Um, so your first point is uh, God has not changed his mind about the Jews. And you you give some proof. You give some proof with Paul. You give some proof with Elijah. Uh, then you also give some proof with the nation of Israel. So um, I'll let you uh, explain what you mean by Paul and Elijah, but I have a question about Israel. So I'll let you yeah. let you talk to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, the Paul and Elijah is pretty, pretty straight on from the scripture. Uh, you know, hey, Paul's sitting there and Paul's saying, hey, listen, even though even though the Jews rejected Jesus, the gospel is available to Gentiles. It doesn't mean that God has said, "Okay, you had your opportunity. Forget it. It's done." And and, and the more that we continue in chapter eleven and get over into chapter twelve, even it's going to talk about it's going to talk about you know at the end times an enormous number of Jews that are going to come to salvation in faith in Jesus Christ. They're 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 going to hey realize he indeed is the Messiah uh, and are going to be saved. Um, but the first proof, Paul's writing. He's like, "Hey, you want you uh, you want me to give you an example that God's not through with the Jews uh, once they rejected Jesus? Me, I'm a Jew. He saved me. Yeah, you know, if he were done with the Jews, I would not be saved. Right. And then he even goes back to in the Old Testament, kind of this whole Elijah thing of you know everyone's turned against you, and you know it's kind of that remnant that God always keeps for Himself and. God's like, Elijah, come on, man. You're not the only one. Right. There's there's 7,000. Are you right. kidding me? You're not the only one. And so, again, just giving a uh, giving a, a view of the character and the nature of God and the remnant that he keeps, uh, there's Elijah. We come along to Paul. And then you, the third one, you know, the nation of Israel. So I have a question, um, and, and you talked a lot about Israel and the importance of Israel, but I, I guess my question for our listeners, in case somebody missed it, 
uh, or even maybe have some questions to you know go a little bit deeper in this, but why is Israel so important? Yeah, God came to uh, Abraham, the father of the Jews. Uh, he, he did not know he was going to be the father of the Jews. Right. Uh, and so um, God came to Abraham and said, hey, listen, Abraham, I want you to leave your country. I want you to go to a place that I'll, I'll, I'll tell you when you get there. Right. And um, I'm going to use you. I've chosen you, uh, descendants as numerous as stars in the sky, but I've chosen you. The whole world will be blessed through you and your descendants. He had no idea what that meant. No idea what that meant. Um, what we know now on this side of it, yeah, he was talking about Jesus was going to be a part of the descendants or the uh, genealogy of Abraham. And so uh, the Jews, those are God's chosen people. And it all started with Abraham. These are the descendants of Abraham that Christ has come through. Um, and there are many different promises found throughout Scripture of how God blesses those who bless his people. And uh, we see those promises fulfilled even in history, that the Jew has a special place in the heart of God. Now, I I quantified that yesterday saying, does that mean that uh, Jews are going to automatically go to heaven? No, not if Jesus Christ is not their Lord and Savior. No salvation, and we'll even deal with that. Uh, Point number two, Hey, salvation has not changed. Even though he's not done with the Jews, there's no special there's no special thing of salvation when it comes to the Jews. They still are saved by faith in Jesus Christ. But if you if you read uh, um, eschatology or eschatology, eschatological scripture, end time scripture, it tells us that in those end times there's going to be a great harvesting of Jews who come to faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's why they're so special. They're God's chosen people. Chosen what? Chosen to bring the Savior of the world in through their bloodline. Um, well, and then even one of the things you said, and you kind of alluded to it, it's like, you know, Old Testament's being fulfilled, but you even made the point that we're alive in a time period now where Old Testament prophecy is being fulfilled saying uh and kind of the overarching thing under your point was like god god's not done with his people god's not done with us yet like we're seeing we're still seeing the hand of god work now like god is still working through his people well yeah the very fact that there is even a nation of israel right right. is if and i would encourage our listeners you know man study it out yeah Open your Bible, and then all of a sudden, start reading. <laughs> what a novel concept! A novel Bible, concept, yeah. uh, and 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 look at look at look at history, and how this thing is played out. First of all, the very fact that there is even an Israel today is just mind blowing, mind blowing. And then you add the fact that all around Israel, surrounding Israel, are people who hate. Israel, and uh, some would even say their entire existence is to try to eradicate Israel. How in the world could you sit there and say God's hand's not on them Uh, and how God has has brought great protection? It's kind of interesting because the the valley of of Megiddo, Armageddon, uh, the valley of Megiddo, uh, where you can stand on the top of Mount Carmel, 
um, where Elijah and yeah. the fire fell from heaven. You can yeah. look out on the Valley of Armageddon or the Valley of Megiddo. Armageddon is the mountain of Megiddo. But that that final battle where it says and that, that valley is just huge. That, um, you know, the bloodshed will be so great that it will come up to the horse's necks, mm. right? The bridle on the mm. horses. I can't even imagine that. Is, is that symbolic or is that literal? Either way, dude, that's just bad. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. but you look across that right now, it is the most fertile valley in the world as far as produce, yeah. flowers, unbelievable. So... Up until the late 1960s, when the Arabs still owned it, the Palestinians still owned it, it was a barren swamp wasteland with, I mean, you couldn't even hardly stand to even go there. Mosquitoes were so horrendous. And then after the Six-Day War and the Jews took it back over and then they came in and and it's like, uh, whatever their hand touches, God says, I'm going to bless. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to bless and wow. you can you can look at it and, and you're like wow I, I, yeah. again another example and then you go back through you know I think we mentioned a couple of passages of scripture or a couple of prophets that uh that even um prophesied what would happen Isaiah talking about uh, the valley of Megiddo he doesn't mention it by name he's just sitting there saying hey by the way there'll be a day that Israel's fruit will go throughout the entire world yeah that day's now and uh and Amos talking about how how God will bring restoration to the nation of Israel and just prophecy after prophecy after prophecy. Um, I say this all the time as well. If you want to know what's going on with the world and you want to know how it relates to end times, just look at what's happening in Israel. Right, right. Well, I just think it's uh, it's important for us to see, you know, how, how Scripture is working together, but the reality is, you know, that, that God isn't done working and that could be a comfort for believers and a, just a, a, a truth of who God is and how he works. Like he's not done. Yeah. And every now and then, you know, folks will say, Oh my goodness, I'm afraid Israel's going to be destroyed. Israel is not going to be destroyed. <laughs> right, right. God right. makes that very right. clear. We even, we even quoted the scripture over there in Amos where he says, they will not be uprooted right. again. Right. Right. This will not happen. Uh, and you know the 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 battle of the of Armageddon or the the final culminating battle, the end of the world as we call it, will basically be all the nations of the world going against the nation of mm. Israel. Mm. Now I'm one of those that believes that the church is already going to be raptured out of here before right. that happens. I believe that. Um, but even then. Just the last moment when it, it appears as though, uh-oh, Israel is done. Yeah, yeah. Here comes the Messiah. Yeah. And he will speak. I mean, mm. the Bible even talks about like his tongue coming out like a sword. Yeah. He will speak and boom, it'll be over. Yeah. Mm. Um, just God has, it's through the nation of Israel that God has said, I will bring my greatest gift into the world, which is my son in the flesh. Again, it doesn't mean that they have a special, okay, get out of hell free card. Right. No, it's still through Jesus. Well, and that leads us to point number two, that God has not changed his mind about salvation. Um, you know, his His method is Jesus. It's not about the works. It's not about our good works. Um, you know, and, and again, you know, you, you talk about how 
part of God's method of salvation is by grace. Like, um, so again, his method of salvation has not changed ever. Yeah, I'm amazed by the number of folks in uh, in an evangelical church that think the word grace is a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and folks who, well, I mean, no, it, it, it's got to be dependent some upon me. Uh, it, <laughs> if it is Jesus and anything, yeah, then it is it is not the gospel, right? Right. Does run. Jesus? I tell my young people run. Like if, if yeah. somebody is teaching. Jesus plus something else as a requirement of salvation. Yeah, like yeah, and one. I tell my old people if anybody is teaching <laughs> anything else besides Jesus, experience. We won't call them old. They're <laughs> yeah, experienced. Yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking blue hairs, no hairs. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay with no hair. There you go. But the the uh, and and you know I don't know. I think if you let it grow, uh, you don't no, think so. I don't know. When's the last time you let your hair grow and you uh, didn't shave it? It's probably 2010. 2010. When's the last time you uh, actually were clean shaven, no no facial hair? Oh, well, I always had like the. You were born with a beard, weren't you? <laughs> no, I kind of. I would always keep something like our producer has. You know that that five o'clock, six o'clock shadow. Yeah, I know, call that the Michael W. Smithy. <laughs> That's right, Michael yeah. W. Smithy. There you go. That, I would that, I would always have something like that. But probably 2008 started growing up. I'm just scared what my face would look like now if I shaved it. That's true. Maybe like all pimply and well, just maybe no chin and really, really round. I don't know. I'm yeah, scared to. I hear try. you. I hear you. I uh, I used to. I was clean shaving all the time. I'd go. I'd go on mission trips and stuff, and I wouldn't shave. And then I would shave before I got on the plane to come back home because I'm like, man, my wife ain't gonna dig this. And uh, I was down in South America, and um, the uh, man, I got a terrible stomach virus. It's fun. Well, it's not funny, but you know, I, I, I tell them, I, I tell everybody, hey, listen, you got to be real careful because we're out in some remote villages yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, look, man, you just there's so much stuff going around that our immune system's not right. used to. I remember when it happened. I was sitting there. I was preaching in a village. It was at the top of this volcano. And the wind blew the page of my Bible without even thinking. I took my finger, I licked it, and I flipped my page back over. And uh, the next morning, I was, I, oh, oh man, I, I you was thought throw, you're about to yeah, meet Jesus. I was throwing up my spleen. I was, it was, it was some of the sickest I've ever been in my life. So as a result of that. I'm like, man, I'm not shaving. I don't even have the energy. I'm barely going to be able to make this plane ride yeah. back home. And so I showed up, and you know, I have a. Uh, you wouldn't call it a beard, uh, <laughs> but anyway, I, I had a beard, and um, uh, I, 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 you know, met my wife at the airport, and I'm like, don't worry, I'll shave when I get home. She goes, no, I kind of dig it. Yeah, there and, you go. Uh, and so anyway, I mean, she didn't. My wife doesn't use the word dig it, but the uh, anyway. So since that time, I've shaved one time, and my kids cried. Yeah. So. Um, Anyway, uh, I go with the ah uh, naturel. That's right. But I don't. I, I do groom it. I'm an, I'm not like you. Mine's um, groomed. Yeah, I trim it every now and then. Yeah, yeah. It's just exactly. Anyway, uh, that is that is that is like the uh, the after show late night. That's right. You know, this is just the normal conversation that happens in the <laughs> in the no name studio um, at the top of. Uh, Twenty six eleven. That's right. The uh, what were we talking about? Oh, secondary, God is, like yeah, yeah when, oh, when salvation at, by works. Yeah, yeah, salvation by works. The why? Why is it? And I can only, I, I, I can only guess why so many people struggle with 
the concept of grace alone but because it can be a vulnerable thing well you, you mean it doesn't depend upon me it, oh, oh no 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 i mean I, I have faith in jesus and then I'm, I'm doing my part right well no it's your part that got you to the point where you right. needed faith in the grace of jesus right, right. um and and there are a lot of people mm, that that are standing and claiming that they're speaking on behalf of jesus mm. that that have perverted the gospel yeah and it, it's a shame they perverted the gospel now i'd be the first to agree if there's no change in your life, then the Holy Spirit does not reside in your heart. There has to be, there has to be change, and there are seasons of rebellion. I think a key word there is season. Right. If I'm able to live in rebellion, then there. I mean, all I know is going through seasons of rebellion. How the Holy Spirit worked in my own life. Yeah. So, um, I, I just think I just I just my prayer is that more people would sit there and understand. It is not by your behavior modification. It is not by your works that you are saved. It's not. I think, isn't it the book of Galatians that Paul, is it Galatians where they were talking about, yeah, Jesus plus circumcision. Jesus plus circumcision. Yeah, and I, one of those Pauline epistles. I think Galatians, but what, don't hold me to that. Is that the, our producer's giving us the head shake is, on that is one? Is that the text where it says like shh, you can't talk out loud? Your producer. Yeah, shh, you don't. He don't shows up a, one day without a journey shirt. Have, and he I just feels like it, he can start man. talking. We got another guy that wants to just sit in the room and wear an ACDC shirt. Like he. Well, I mean, we're not satanic worshipers. I, I, well, hey, I just I'm just. He, well, I mean, we might old, let him wear old a, school uh, rock and roll. I yeah, think is what. He was yeah. looking at. We might let him wear a Def Leppard shirt there or something, go. but ACDC, come on. Um, the, uh, you know, you, you look culturally, and for us, we're like, okay, to be right with Jesus, it's 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 faith and faith alone in Jesus. Or, well, not faith and faith alone. It is faith in Jesus, and I'm going to get circumcised. We would sit there and we would say, heck no, no way. Are you crazy? No, no, not at all. But in order to be right with the Abrahamic covenant, a Jew had to be circumcised. And so, again, it's them depending upon something they've done plus Jesus. Right. Which, here's the question I've got for you. Uh-oh. So these people who add anything apart from grace to the gospel, are they truly saved? I would have to agree with you saying I don't, I don't think. Well, so. no, you're not agreeing to me. Well, I'm no, you, a you said you said earlier like I I I would doubt whether or not they're really because safe. we could start calling names well, of denominations. Wanna, well, I don't want to do that, <laughs> but <laughs> right. but like maybe that that verse that you were talking about, and I think I found it says it's it's in Galatians two. 21 it says i do not nullify the grace of god for if righteousness were through the law then christ died for no purpose absolutely is that, is that, the, is that the verse you were talking I about i really wasn't talking about a oh. particular verse but Sorry. no i'm with you there i just thought galatians is where he addressed the whole circumcision thing oh um, no but, I, but it I, I don't know that it matters it's one of those well Pauline going back to your question but, i mean it, it I, that's a, that's a tough question i mean it's it's hard to it, it's hard to Maybe somebody doesn't have a full understanding and maybe they're trying to use their own intellectual humanistic thought and trying to add a eternal doctrine based off of 
earthly circumstances rather than yeah. fully understanding the word. So if someone if someone is a part of a church that says uh, in order to be saved or in order to go to heaven, you have to put your faith in Jesus. You have to be baptized because that is part of your salvation. And if you don't live a certain way, then you'll forfeit your salvation. And 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 that's where their belief lies. Then are they in Christ? Yeah, that's a tough one because we know some guys that are. I know a lot of people yeah, like that. Like. That's that's a tough question. I don't know how to answer that question. They're very sincere. Yeah. But yet, I I know some Muslims that are extremely True. sincere. Yeah. Shouldn't Jehovah's Witnesses? All I'm going to say on this matter is, and, and you know, I know our, our listeners are like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna say you're gonna say the uh, <laughs> the name of a particular. No, I'm not going to do that. If, if anything, I'm going to say this. The 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 only the only peg. That you can drive in the wall yeah. to hold on to, yeah. while the flood's coming and you're in the boat, is the grace of Jesus Christ. Yeah. The grace of Jesus Christ. Do not put your hope and trust in anything else. It is only through Jesus. Well, when you were talking about this whole works thing, you kind of asked this, and, and I. I'm putting my notes, silly question. I understand exactly what you were saying, but it it's kind of gives us something to think about. It's like, well, if if it is required, if some of your works are required, then you said, like, what are the works? What works are you doing that would get you into heaven? Like causing people to think about exactly what you're doing rather than just having this thought of, yeah, that's the doctrine I believe in. But, you know, getting down to the everyday, like, well, what are you if? If that is a requirement for your salvation, then yeah, what, what are you actually could you yeah. could you imagine doing that? Be good enough. Yeah. Usually, usually the response is, "I haven't murdered anybody." Right. And, I, and I'm like, me either. Right. And if we're living in Old Testament, boom, woo, gold star. Right. And then Jesus comes along. Yep. And he's like, "I'll tell yep. you, you've, you've." I'm, I'm going to paraphrase Jesus, and I would not encourage people doing this, <laughs> but. I know you have heard it said of old, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not kill. I'm telling you, if you have hatred in your heart, you're guilty of murder. Yeah. Well, now hang on. Uh, I've had hatred in my heart. Yeah. So I'm a murderer. Uh, Well, you know, I've not cheated on my wife. Okay, sweet. Old Testament. Boom. No cut. Well, that's not really coveting. Uh, No adultery. And then New Testament, Jesus is like, I know you've heard it said of old, you know, thou shalt not commit adultery. I'm telling you, if you've had lust in your heart, you're guilty of adultery. And I've had lust in my heart. So yeah. again, what 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 is it? What could we imagine doing that would be good enough? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Um can be good enough and that's why i turned to christ because yeah. he's the only option i have yeah and and you know the second point that was brought up there again as we're dealing with the jews and kind of kind of playing off that of hey even though he's not done with the jews there is chosen people he has brought christ through the jews the jews have a special place in god's heart he still has not changed his method of salvation by grace and grace alone and what we discussed a few weeks ago is you know uh i have to have faith 
It is faith in Jesus that releases his grace. And he says, hey, by the way, I'm even going to give you the gift of faith. Yeah. Faith is not even something that you can generate on your own. God's saying, you know, I used the illustration yesterday about buying the house. And the guy's like, I'm going to let you have this house for only a million dollars. You're like, a million dollars? I can't even buy a new pair of socks. (laughs) Maybe if I work really, really hard, I can do this. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, don't worry. I'm also going to give you a million-dollar check. Now, I can sit there and say, I don't want your money. Yeah. I'm going to work for this. Yeah. (laughs) You're not going to have that house. Yeah. Uh, You're like, well, well, I want to earn it. You can't earn it. That's the deal when it comes to eternal life and salvation. Not one of us. Think of the very best person that you've ever known in life. And by the way, if it's you that you think of, <laughs> disqualified, right. Right. Um, whew, man, you talk about narcissistic, the, the very best person you could ever think of, and yet they're not qualified. Yeah. So it's salvation through grace. It's salvation through grace. It's salvation through grace. Yeah. It always has been. It yeah. always will be. Yeah. Uh, and again, leading to our, our third point, God has turned Israel's rejection into our reconciliation. So I, as you explain this, I'm going to, for some of our listeners that may not quite grasp the concept, like, w- can you explain reconciliation? Like, what do you mean by that? Define that for us in a spiritual sense. Yeah, reconciliation. Here's God. God's holy. God's sinless. Here we are. We are unholy we are sinful reconciliation is how in the world do we get reconciled how in the world do we get right with a holy sinful sinless god when we are unholy and sinful how is there a uh um uh what's the word i'm looking for how 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 does that gap bridge because it's a big gap that's a big gap yeah i mean even if even if there were a person who lived that said, hey, I've only committed one sin. That's it, my whole life. That is a big gap. But there's right. none of us that have only committed one sin. Right. Uh, you know, so reconciliation is me being right with God. That gulf, that sin separates me from God. Spanning or bridging that, I'm now in right with him reconciliation it's an accounting term really biblical accounting term it means this it means um buying something with a coin i think is the exact uh um exact definition but it 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 means this i'm going to give you money you're going to give me a good and then you're like are we good yeah this is done deal (laughs) you know i'm not i'm not kidding here are we are we good because i mean here's my money you give me the thing we're good yeah it's finished it's done that's what it means yeah are we good, God? Well, yeah, you, you, you've received the grace of my, my son, Jesus. So, so we're done? We're good? That's yeah, finished. It's done. So the next time I get called into your office because of something I've said or something, and then we close our meeting with you going, hey, Ryan, we good? And I say, yes, sir. It's finished. It's done. We're over with. 
Yeah. It's I'm been a kidding. long time since you've been <laughs> in my true. office for saying. We were talking about that the other, earlier. <laughs> you, you you had to it took you it took you a little while to figure out how we were around here. It's been a long time since you've been in my office. <laughs> That's true. Uh for anything except good stuff. There you go. Now we may yeah. have had to deal with some stuff that didn't have to do with us. Um and that's just all part of ministry. But yeah, we're good. No, we're good. Just, I can tell you this, if we're not good, you'll, you'll be the first one to know. I, I know it. I know. That's what I appreciate about you. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. Again, so, just let, letting our listeners in on the insights of office life sometimes. Right, but I mean, but on the point that you were talking about Israel not recognizing him as the Messiah, yeah. stop and think. The very ones. Yeah. Yeah. That should have recognized him as the Messiah are the very ones who not only rejected him, but out of their selfishness, crucified him. Yeah. And um, and so here we go. God has chosen the Jews. God has chosen the Jews, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bless the whole world through the Jews. They took the fact that hey, we're God's chosen, and they became so inwardly focused they could care less yeah. about the world. Let the world go to hell. We don't care. Because they were inwardly, inwardly focused on look at who we are, man, with the yeah. Jews. Well, and and then you kind of said, you know, that kind of led to this hardening of their heart, and you challenged us, like, don't don't let your hearts be hardened. And I think, and I was thinking about that, like, just the people that we deal with sometimes through ministry and the fact that we're doing a lot of stuff in the community. There's a lot of people who, man, their hearts are just so hard towards the things of Christ, the things of the church, church people. And, you know, but even though they've heard the message over and over again. So I guess, again, my last why question for the day is like, why are, why do you think people's hearts are so hardened towards scripture or the doctrines that we that we believe or jesus why are, why are people's hearts so hardened yeah well I, I i think first of all i think people have tried a lot of religious things yeah. and they have mm. uh misconstrued those things to be a relationship with christ yeah. and anything that you are a part of that is outside of the relationship with Christ, you are going to, it's going to leave a bitter, nasty taste in your mouth and you're going to be completely unfulfilled. Mm. And you have put hope in something to deliver something that that does not yeah. even have the capability yeah. to deliver. It's yeah. the reason why people, you know, they'll sit mm. there and they're like, man, I, you know, I'm, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not a part of church. I don't go to church because <laughs> church hurt me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. 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 Church is always going to hurt you. I mean, I had a preacher, man. I got a preacher just really disappointed me. <laughs> and I'll say, you hang around me long enough and I'm going to be disapp- you're going to disappoint, yeah. be disappointed by me. Because, again, I'm a sinner just as you. Now, naturally, the more I grow in Christ and surrender to the uh, walking in the Spirit, the, the more I'm going to start getting it right more than I get it wrong. I'm going to mature in my faith, right? It'd be the equivalent of, you know, coming home from the hospital with your kids and you throw them down on the floor and you're like, all right, take care of yourself. Yeah. Take off walking. There's yeah. fridge over there, pantry in there. Help yourself. I'm going to bed. Yeah. You're not going to do that. You know, now when they're 14, you're like, <laughs> listen, dude, stay out of the pantry. You know, are you drinking a whole gallon yeah. of whole, uh, whole milk yeah. a day? Are you kidding me? Come on. I feel um, your pains, Pastor Stephen. I feel your pains. Yeah. I just had this conversation the other day oh. with the fact that uh, the, um, the, uh, that I, I, there never was a time where I was like, yeah, mom, I really don't want that for supper tonight. <laughs> okay, you don't eat. <laughs> right. 
And here's what we were having at my house right. every night. <laughs> some bean. <laughs> some bean. Some kind of bean. Some some kind of tater. Okay. Mashed potatoes, boiled taters, baked potatoes, some kind of tater. Tater tots. Ta- no, 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 fancy no, no tater tots. On, yeah. And some meat. Some meat and cornbread. Every night. And my dad would get off work, he'd come home, and we would eat, I don't know, 515 because that's when he got home and he we would eat then he'd go get in his recliner and then smooth maybe 45 minutes he's out mm. and then my mom boy came up to go to bed wow and we so anyway i'm sitting there with my 14 year old and he's like man man i don't think i really want that i'm thinking i'm like are you kidding me are you serious <laughs> yeah. but i don't even know how we got on that but okay. the the you know we go back to what we were talking about and um and the fact that they rejected Christ and they became so inwardly focused in yeah. the hardening of the hearts. I mean, God's like, what do I got to do? Yeah. I sent prophets your way. Yeah. And you killed them. Yeah. You know, yeah. I even sent Jesus your way. And he was not the leader that you wanted. You were wanting David in the flesh. You were wanting Israel to be restored to this world prominence, and you were looking yeah. for a mighty military leader and wealth and kind of a David slash Solomon and all this kind of stuff, and you crucified him. And yeah. and he's like, what else? I mean, you, the hardening of your hearts, that took place. It's, 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 it's like when somebody hears the gospel and they're convicted by the Holy Spirit and they don't respond. Well, guess what? The next time they hear the gospel yeah. and they're convicted by the yeah. Holy Spirit, uh, it's not, not, not quite as convicting as it yeah. was before. And then the next time and then the next time. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then all of a sudden they're like, eh, it's not that big. I've heard this before. I've heard this before. And that's a dangerous thing, the hardening of the hearts. You know, folks ask the question, well, who hardens the hearts? Does God harden the hearts or do we harden the hearts? First of all, you know, that that's almost like debating uh, how many angels, right, fit on the head of a needle. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But it's a very real thing. You know, is it a situation where God says, okay, all right, I'll go ahead and give you kind of like what he says. He gave them in the New Testament. He gave them over to their own selfish desires. It's like he said, you do not want this. You do not want this. You do not want this. And they kept on and kept on. He's like, okay, here you go. It's almost like with Israel. Yeah. And Israel's like, we want a king. And he's like, you don't need a king. You got me. Yeah. But we're looking around at all these other nations and they have a king. You don't need a king. you got a, a living God. <laughs> right, right, right. But we really want a king. All right. Here's your king. Yeah. Mm. Saul. There. <laughs> right, right. Saul. And I promise you, it wasn't very long. Yeah. We don't want a king. <laughs> right, right. We don't want a king. And, 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 you know, is I don't know, but the hardening of the hearts is a very dangerous thing. Yeah. And I would just say this to somebody. Don't sit there and say, well, you know what, I can, I can wait and I can always come to Christ. No, friend, mm. you can't always mm. come to Christ. Yeah. First of all, the Bible makes it very clear that um, we are not guaranteed, none of us, a tomorrow. Yeah. We don't know that we're going to wake up in the morning. Yeah. We don't know that we're safely going to make it home tonight. Right. We don't know. But then secondly... Who knows when I will have that last opportunity to respond to the goodness of Jesus, the grace of Jesus, the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. Now, there's a debate out there. Okay, as long as I'm living in the flesh, does that mean that I still have opportunity to be saved? Or can I reach a point to where I can no longer be saved because I've said no, no, no to the gospel? And really, you could pull scripture, you know, out of context to make either argument. Right. I'm just saying this. 
I hang on what Scripture says when it says, today's the day of salvation. Right, right. Today, don't put off to the, today's the day yeah, of yeah. salvation. Well, in your last kind of sub point is like we may receive the riches of that reconciliation just kind of closing out um and just everything we talked about the fact that god's not done with us yet uh, i mean there is this importance of grace and how it works the fact that jesus is uh, who he is that god is still working um and so again I, i just think the the simplicity of the fact that god is working god is not done um, his ways haven't changed. He's still working through and in people, um, and we're seeing a result of that uh, today. So uh, that's good stuff, Pastor Steve. It's good stuff. Thanks for answering all my why questions. But uh, you got anything to close it out before we get done? Well, you know, just the the, the riches of reconciliation, right, um, and that it's available. Yeah. I would say right now anybody yeah. who's listening and they're like, wow, man, maybe can't today might be my last chance or have i i would even say if somebody even says oh my goodness have i moved past the point of of the convicting power and work of the holy spirit of god i would say just the very fact that you asked that question is evidence within itself no you've not call on jesus today and i have made the point in the sermon if you're there and you're like man i really feel like that i've got a hard heart what should i do pray and say lord soften my heart yeah Soften my heart, remove the calluses that have built up. Um, and anybody out there who says that they've been hurt by a church or they've been hurt by a denomination or they've been hurt by religious people or would even say, oh, my goodness, man, uh, Christians have really let me down. Yeah, but but our hope and our trust is not it's not in any of those. Yeah, it's in Jesus. For sure. It's in Jesus. So when the object of my faith gets right. Mm. Then all of a sudden, all these other things, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah they're people just like I am. And that's okay. We're going to do life together. I'm going to let them down. They're going to let me down. But I'm also going to lift them up. And they're going to lift me up. Yeah. Because our what do we have in common? Jesus is our Lord. Let's, let's don't give more, more importance to things that really are, don't carry the weight of being yeah. that important. And that's why we love you being our pastor, always pointing us to Jesus in every moment. So again, if you are listening, please know that uh, you can have that fixed today in your life. You can understand who Jesus is. We want to help you through that. We want to talk with you. So let us know how we can help and how you can learn about who Jesus is in your life. So thank you for listening to The Unchangeable Truth, and we will see you next week. Hey guys, this is Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today, Unchangeable Truth. Uh, This is a ministry of Highland Park Baptist Church in Panama City, Florida, and we would love for you to visit us if you ever find yourself in the Panama City area. Our address is 2611 Highway 231 North. You can also learn more about our church and its ministry by going to our website, www dot highland and it's h-i-l-a-n-d park.org there you'll learn more about what we believe what we teach about the gospel of jesus christ there'll also be a sermon archive there so you can go and listen to various sermons over the last several years as always we would love to talk to you about your relationship with jesus christ so feel free shoot us an email 
info at highlandpark.org if you'd like to learn more about Jesus and what it means to follow him. Our prayers are that you would draw near to Christ, that this podcast would be used to point you to Jesus and to help your faith grow and your walk increase. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening.